Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Newrick. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you for joining me on this episode where we're going to be discussing intergenerational trauma and legacy burdens in internal family systems therapy. This episode is especially exciting for me because it incorporates the more spiritual work into the more psychotherapeutic work, which makes my work more holistic. And so I guess I have a model of being human that incorporates body, mind, and spirit and emotions and I feel that the body gets well addressed through the somatic work that I use with myself and my clients and through my courses and the mind and emotions are addressed in a very beautiful way through internal family systems EMDR um, and and other modalities um, very beautifully held and spirit, so body, mind, emotions, and spirit, spirit is held in this part of internal family systems, as well as in some of the energetic healing modalities that I've um, studied over the year. So some of you will know that I'm a qualified energetic and spiritual healer, and that's a big part of my own healing journey and part of what I do and love. So I'm very excited to talk with you about this because I have found that some of my own healing, some of it was my own um, personal biographical stuff, but then some of it was kind of coming through my family line and it was really easy for me to identify. I would kind of look back and go, well, my dad had this and my grandparents had that and they had that and they had that and they had that and I could kind of trace it back. And so there was often a feeling with some things that I was experiencing of, does this even come from me or is it coming through my family line? So let's sort of really dive into that. So have you ever noticed a kind of a belief or a thought that you have on repeat that doesn't seem to fully come from your own biographical history? Like always being afraid of losing your money when that's never happened to you, it hasn't happened to your parents, so it's not part of what's happened in your life. But you know that maybe your grandfather um, had that experience and lost all of his money and that later on he entered into a deep depression. Or maybe you have grown up in a country where you were born, but you've always felt like, I don't belong here. There's just not a deep feeling of belonging. And you might know that, well, okay, all of my grandparents were immigrants to this country. Um, and that your all of your ancestors were from another land. Maybe your DNA going all the way back comes from a different land. And so that could be another example of where a legacy burden might sit, kind of a heaviness and energy that comes through the family and has an impact on you. So what is a legacy burden? So a legacy burden is a negative belief or emotion or unresolved kind of issues or energy that's passed down through a family line, or it could even be within a culture. And they're transmitted in lots of different ways. 
But whenever something is exiled culturally or within a family system, wherever it's kind of disallowed, not allowed, has to be hidden away, then that can create a, a burden that's carried, okay? And it can impact your beliefs, your behavior, your relationships, and, and how you end up living out your life. And through families, sometimes the story of what actually happened might be lost. Let's say, for example, there might be um, a number of very young, unwanted, not socially acceptable pregnancies in a family, and that these children are adopted out, okay, sent away. Maybe the children who were pregnant are also kind of sent away and never spoken about again, and it's kind of, um, they're kind of exiled, right? And so there might be a lot of deep, deep grief around the separation of these young mothers from their children. And that deep grief might be passed down through the generations. So the story might not be remembered by the family because these babies are, are gone. But maybe the mother carried that deep grief of missing that first child, first two children. And that that grief is passed down to grandchildren and great-grandchildren, even though the children and the great-grandchildren have never experienced that particular trauma. So how can trauma be transmitted intergenerationally? It's a really good question and there's, it, it's quite complex and kind of multifaceted, but there are five basic ways that it can be transmitted through families. And we'll touch on this briefly, but I won't go into it deeply. One is epigenetic changes. So research suggests that trauma can cause epigenetic changes, which is modifications in gene expression. It's not related to alterations in the DNA sequence itself. But someone who's done a lot of work on this is Rachel Yehuda. She has a great paper um, who she, that she wrote with Amy Lerner. And it's called Intergenerational Transmission of Trauma Effects. It's in the show notes. You don't have to remember it. Um, but Rachel Yehuda specifically has done a lot of research around Holocaust survivors and um, the transmission of that trauma intergenerationally. So some really interesting stuff in there if you're into the research. The other way it can be passed down is through family dynamics. So attachment injuries is a great example of this. Being raised by a mother who has a lot of trauma, um, maybe she's living in a very hypervigilant fight or fight, fight or flight state, and that will have an impact on your nervous system and how safe you feel and how you respond to danger. Narratives and stories get passed through families. How we think of our family identity, our history, if we're um, wealthy entrepreneurs, if we think of ourselves as lower class and, and very poor and have low self-worth, you know, family narratives, family stories can have a big impact on how we think about ourselves and they can, they pass on intergenerationally. Unresolved grief, like I discussed before in that last example, and family roles. So sometimes there'll be certain roles that people take up in families, like I'm the angry one, or in every generation, there's one or two really angry ones who um, 
take on the role of maybe protecting the family. So just different ways it can pass through. So how can how is intergenerational trauma expressed in a family? So it can show up as anxiety or depression, um, especially when these things can't be explained through, again, through our own personal history. Behavioral patterns, um, sometimes we'll find in family patterns, substance abuse, self-harm, kind of risk-taking can flow through families. Identity and cultural struggles, so confusion about cultural heritage, feeling disconnected from our roots, from our land, issues with self-worth. Relationship challenges, so struggling to form healthy relationships. Um, maybe when we're in a hypervigilant state all of the time, that can be a trauma response that gets passed on and can become health issues that run through families, cardiovascular issues, autoimmune issues, chronic pain. Something to realize is that individuals can experience and process legacy burdens differently and what shows up in one sibling might not show up in another. What shows up in one generation might skip a generation and show up in the next generation. And it depends on personalities, on resources that were around that particular person, support systems. You know, one sibling might have a really supportive teacher. Another sibling might find that the mother's divorced that father and is in a really supportive relationship when, when the next child is born. And so there's a saying that no child is born into the same family. Yep, and that is... Um, a lot of truth in that, that every child has their own experience because they're essentially born into a whole new family. So how to spot a legacy burden? I'm going to give you three top tips. Number one, when you have an irrational fear. So let's say that you have this really deep fear of surgery, but in your life, you haven't had any surgery. Um, and maybe you think, okay, I had some uncomfortable dental experiences, but nothing really to kind of match the level of terror that I feel when I think about having surgery. Um, but, but maybe you know that your mother was, had a terrible experience and has a, has a really strong fear of doctors, or maybe your grandmother. And when you kind of tune into that and you think like, okay, what's my, what of this is mine? If I were to give it a percentage, and maybe I think, you know, the level of fear I feel around surgery, I would say 20% of that is mine, and 80% of that is coming from somewhere else. Okay, so that's a, a clear indication that there could be a legacy burden. Number two is when you notice that there's a family pattern. Okay, and this is when doing sort of a geneogram, when you start looking through your family tree, looking for patterns, it can get really super interesting. So you might find that when you start to look at depression, it might be, well, my mom had depression and my dad had depression in patches. And you might kind of start getting curious about that. Okay, and did their parents experience any depression? Did any of their siblings experience any depression? Kind of, and start looking at where does it show up? Where are the patterns? You might notice patterns of abuse, patterns of suicide, 
Yeah, so just noticing family patterns and sometimes we might be experiencing that really strongly and noticing that it's coming through the whole family system. Like energy flowing through a spider's web. I use that analogy a lot with my clients. The third way that you can spot a legacy burden, and I'm going to refer you to a book here, um, is a great book by um, an author called um, and a therapist called Mark Wallen. I hope I've said that right. And the book is called It Didn't Start With You. And he talks a lot about using language and when sort of weird language will show up. So you might hear yourself, so it's, it's language or words that don't fit your lived experience. Like saying, I felt like I was going completely insane. Or I had this, just this, in that moment, I was terrified that I would go completely insane and end up in an institution. So when the languaging feels off, that could be a flag of like, okay, where's that coming from? Okay, now we're going to move over to the juicy stuff. So how do we do legacy unburdening? Now, what I love about this is that I've spent 20 years doing very deep spiritual energetic style practices. And there is a lot about the unburdening process in internal family systems that is really, really similar to the things and tools that I found helpful for my energy healing training. And I love that similarity across modalities because it's kind of a, these are the things that work. These are the things that just seem to work with moving this kind of energy. Next, I would say that this work is, it's great to do it in session with a therapist, okay? With somebody who has done some of this kind of work, who knows about holding this kind of space because it's a very transpersonal space. Next is we're going to be kind of caught, well, in this process, you call on all of your ancestors who carry this flavor of burden. And so it is, it's, it's transpersonal healing. It's very kind of spiritual, collective, releasing of stuck energy. And it's very powerful. And in my experience, very palpable. And the number of times that I've gone through this process with clients and they've said, Jen, what is happening here is profound. It is amazing. And I've had lots of clients say, I can't even describe to you what's happening here. I'm seeing my ancestors just breathing this huge sigh of relief. There's tears. There is so much gratitude in the space that I'm in right now as all of my ancestors release this thing that they've been carrying. Yep. So I don't know. I hope that I've kind of transfer to you there some of what is possible in this work and in other energy healing modalities around this work. So I thought I'd share here with you um, a little bit about my first legacy unburdening with the IFS system particularly. And I was working around a part of me with a part of me that has um, a fear of being seen, doesn't want to be connected to others, wants to hide. And I know a lot of this comes through my father's line. There was a lot of not wanting to be seen, um, lack of self-worth. And I'll just dip into a bit of my father's history here. 
Um, my father was born in 1925 in Midlands, England. He was in a traveling fairground. So he grew up in um, a horse and cart. Um, so my dad, you might be thinking, geez, how old is Jen? <laughs> she doesn't look that old. Okay, so first up, I am, right now I'm 45. So when, when I was born, my dad was 52. Okay, and his history was coming from extreme poverty. He remembers going to school with no shoes on. He remembers not having his father, his stepfather, not having any money for food, right? And, and when I think about that, even now I feel my heart ache for him. He's this little boy, he doesn't know where food is coming from. If you've ever been to the UK or lived in the UK during winter, if I imagine going to school with no shoes on, that is extreme poverty, right? There is no money for shoes on your feet. Extreme poverty. So there is stuff there in my family legacy around hiding, around shame, around poverty. I feel my neck <laughs> ache as I talk about this, so that's interesting. That's a trailhead for me to follow later and not wanting to be connected to others because that's what shame does, right? It stops us being connected to others. And so coming out of that family history to a place where I'm speaking on this podcast, where I'm videoing myself on YouTube, it's big, it's really big for my family. No one in my family had ever been to university. Nobody in my family um, has ever for most people in my family, this would be ultra, ultra terrifying. Yeah. So that's just, I'm just letting you know where this comes from. And so in this particular session, first session of unburdening, I'm working on hiding, not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be connected with others. Okay. And it's something that I work on. I've worked on over the years, right? This isn't my first time. <laughs> it's, a, it's like the layer of the onion, the next layer, ah, oh, the next layer and just going in with curiosity and openness. Okay. So just a little bit of background there. So as I was tuning into this part, I went back and working with my ancestors and plenty of them came in for this session. And I went back to the origin of where it had come from. And suddenly in my inner vision, this, this man appears and he's in the Midlands in England. And that's where most of my DNA comes from. It's from the Midlands of England. And he has, he's pale and skinny and he has bubonic plague. Okay, and I can see he's got black on his hands, the swelling, and he, he tells me, I have, I have bubonic plague. And as I talk about that now, I get goosebumps on my body. I can feel it. And he was terrified, right? He didn't want anyone near him. He was afraid of catching it, afraid of transmitting it. Um, and he was really trying to hide and trying to um, be alone. And he was deeply, deeply distressed. So in this process of unburdening, I really had to pause and take care of him, okay? I had to really help him and actually part of my personal process, he really wanted me to help him, um, help bury him actually. And he, he chose this beautiful oak forest to be buried in. And we did a beautiful process of releasing all of his burdens and he wanted to release into the earth in that area of the Midlands in England amongst these big, big oak trees and he released a lot of that fear and terror and disconnect 
And this energy flowed out of my family system and I could feel it shifting out of my body as it was happening. So a lot of energy moved through this process and there was a lot of relief that came through me and through my whole family system as I was doing it. It kind of happened organically, actually, kind of this feeling of safety and connectedness. So that was more consciously invited in with this kind of how can my family be connected? And, and what happened was all these images started flooding in of, of living in a village, of, of bartering goods, you know, of, of, of bartering bread for chickens and, and my ancestors kind of taking their place inside communities, inside these little villages of having skills that were useful to other people around them, of, of laughter in the street. And a lot of the scenes, it's interesting, with this kind of medieval England. But I just let those scenes come. And, and as they came, I could see my ancestors feeling connected, feeling like they had a place that they belonged, feeling connected in with the land. And I, I knew that this was part of the healing for my ancestors. It was kind of in this healing field. And as it happened, I could feel like so much relief coming through me and them. So I am aware that this might sound quite strange, quite spiritual, and, and maybe it is in our current cultural framework. Um, and I... I think I feel quite sad in a way about that, that in a way our culture has kind of lost the mystical and the sacred and some of this very deep ancestral healing. I mean, I think we're one of the few cultures on the planet that doesn't acknowledge our ancestors and call in our ancestors and have dialogue with our ancestors. So I definitely feel an aliveness and a connection with my ancestors when I do this work, when I'm able to enter into the more spirit, spiritual realms, into, you might just call it the healing field, the transpersonal healing field. And if we are mind, body and spirit, then it makes sense to me that we are impacted by the things that our ancestors experienced and by their spirit and what they carry. And this is just one way that we can work with this legacy energy. There's a lot of different spiritual modalities where you can work in this way. So I really hope that I have transferred to you in this episode my own passion for this kind of work and the, the shifts that you can see have happened. So isn't it interesting that that I, that I did this particular healing and that this particular energy was shifted. And then after that healing, um, I've been very drawn into doing a lot more, um, a lot more visible work in the world. And so for me, I can really see a direct correlation between that ancestral healing, the legacy unburdening, and me being more visible in different ways. So if you feel um, yeah, drawn to do this kind of work, if you're feeling a lot of, yes, Jen, I really feel that I have a lot of this in my family. I'd love to do some of this work. I currently, I'm still seeing clients one-on-one. -on -one. You can book in with me through my website, psychotherapycentral.health. Um, 
I have people that I can refer you to if I'm already seeing friends and family or I don't feel like the right fit for you. I have people that I can refer you to to do this kind of work. Um, And thank you for being here with me. If you have any questions about internal family systems, about legacy unburdening, energetic healing, anything to do with love, attachment and healing trauma, please send me a DM through my Instagram account, which is at psychotherapy.central. And if you like what you heard today, please help me out by liking and subscribing the show notes for today and the works that I referenced will be available in the show notes at psychotherapycentral.health online. Um, And we can also check out my course on breaking relationship cycles, healing insecure attachment and working with trauma. So thank you for being here and being part of this community that's focused on healing. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.